か。Oh boy, it's encyclopedia in French. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is it sarcastic or? Nah, let's、uh, let's use the regular song. <laughs> It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, through this little what's it we call the internet, it's Captain Cogart. Hey, it's so great to be here. Wow, you're here. Wow. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> Now we do what our Czech ancestors. Do you have any Czech ancestry? I have a little I bit. I do. I've got a lot of Eastern European and- okay, ancestry.、Great. So what Catherine、yeah. and I's Czech ancestors would have done when we were not sure what to do next, and that is make a little dance, like one certain Bohemian girl did in the mid 1800s. You know, it's funny because I do when I don't know what to do next. I'll often just break it down. <laughs> I find it was a little shoulder shimmy. Yeah, it, it's sort a of a hand jive. Jostles loose the plans for the day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When you don't know what to do next, an awkward silence or just a normal silence that's totally natural in the conversation. What I like to do is ruin that moment with a little dance. So,、uh, when when you're selecting a jive, be it hand or otherwise, what、uh-huh, is your favorite、uh-huh. jive? Turkey. You like the turkey jive? Oh, you like a, the a jive, jive turkey? Right.、Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. What about a hand jive turkey? Like a like, like you, you draw a turkey with your hand, yeah, but then the, you give it cool sunglasses. Is a jive turkey cool or not? I always thought that was like derogatory. It's unclear. It's a, I'd have to watch Airplane again and and enjoy those very stereotypical African American men. Right, you're not familiar、He、enough a, with 1970 stereotypical urban slang. I am not. I'll be the first to admit that.、Mm. Well, that's on you. I think we all have imperfections. Sure. What are you bad at? My greatest weakness, and where I want to、uh-huh. be in five years, incidentally,、yeah. are the same thing. <laughs> Snakes. <laughs> I'm a lot of fun at job interviews. <laughs> so, if my greatest weakness and where I want to be in five years are the same, but、uh, a time that I identified a goal and then reached that goal, meeting using、uh, my coworkers as leverage. Leverage is a weird word to use there.、Um, right? Yeah, because you leverage your coworkers. Well, the thing is that you worked with a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> Wait, do barrel of monkeys like provide leverage somehow? I, you could use them and they could swing you. I see. Yeah. Okay. So there's this, all these monkeys swinging back and forth, and I was like,、yeah. "How am I going to get across this cliff at work?" I called the doctor, and the doctor said, "No more job interviews for Tim. He can't be hired. He's unhirable." <laughs> Jumping on the bed. He's unhirable. Leave him sleeping in bed. <laughs> you know. I, I've been looking for a professional bed jumper. Are you are you interested in that line of work at all?、Uh, it, would you be willing to get into that industry? Can I bring my own monkey crew? <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I think I think we're looking for somebody with the bed jumping connection, somebody who can network in the bed jumping industry, who oh, knows absolutely. who to talk to. Well, I'll tell you the other thing. I'm going to bring my five point bed jumping process. So it really doesn't matter if you have me or any of my very qualified monkey crew. Um, right. We've all They're Six Sigma certified. Yeah, we're following this process and that bed is going to get jumped on. That's my promise to you, Tim Dobbs. Wait, you're promising that to yourself? Yep. I wake up every morning, I look in the mirror, and I make a bunch of nonsense to myself. <laughs> and then hopefully, I start to make a podcast this week on Polka. Oh! And that's the topic. The other shoe has dropped. There it is. I there like, it is. I like to think sometimes listeners take a breath in when it seems like we're about to introduce it, and then they see if they can hold long enough. <laughs> a fun game you can play at home. There it is. Um, Polka is uh let's see the uh fun dancer like the dots, right? st- stereotypical uh what? um uh eastern european neighbors did ah. i had polish neighbors growing up i don't know okay okay they were did cool they, did they, they dance the polka no they did not dance the polka out in the like in their yard that would have um, been like super stereotypical <laughs> no they were very nice um did they have like sausages hanging out of their mouths <laughs> uh honestly the most polish thing that i could have identified about them other than them being very blonde um was uh that they spoke polish <laughs> like okay yeah okay. um they uh the, the children of that family came over at an age when uh they were able to learn american english with no accent so one would huh. not have known otherwise so you would say that the most polish thing like the most stereotypical polish thing is being able to speak polish that's what i said yes okay Ask me what I think the most stereotypically Polish thing is. Mm, what do you think the most stereotypical Polish thing is? Being resilient in the face of Hitler's army. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, you know, those Poles. Like, remember that movie Airplane in the 70s? Yeah. <laughs> it had all those Polish people who were standing up to Hitler's army. Right. And there was Schindler and he had that list. Right. <laughs> on the airplane. Boy, a lot on happened on that airplane. It was a big movie. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, that director's cut is really something. Leslie Nielsen, what an actor. Oh, what a what a very right wing, doesn't pay his taxes treasure. What? Leslie Nielsen? I believe, yeah, he got into some tax troubles. Really? Oh, I don't yeah. remember this at all. I remember when yeah. he died and I was sad. Huh. All right. Well, standing up to people not paying their taxes and Hitler and dancing the polka stereotypically um it's polish people where was i going here um so, i don't know i don't know i'm excited to find out this is the most polish centric episode we've ever done <laughs> we're exploring the space um whole wise okay so uh polka um, out all the poles has and south a bit of a um murky backstory uh like many things uh that happened before like many folk traditions, these stories uh, are many and often seem made up. Um, and Polka's uh, inception story has to do with a little bohemian peasant girl, uh, some say age 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what this uh, streetswing.com uh, history says. I don't know the says. tone or the words, but something about that made me deeply uncomfortable. It's, it's called emergence. And it's what happens when two distinct things have a property that they wouldn't have had alone. So some say okay. 16, sure. Some say 16. Oh, oh yeah, that got unpleasant. <laughs> and if Maybe I, was... I should say the things about young women okay. from here on out in, the, in all of our episodes. What's something I can say? Uh, say something about an awkward teen boy. 
Um, boy, zits are tough, huh? Uh, nope, I'd like to keep my son away from you. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, anyway, a little bohemian. Uh, do you want to say it? Oh, yeah. There's this this young woman who starts dancing the polka. Um, we think that she's maybe around 16 or so. And, and go on. Take it from here. Wink. Um, says, hey. <laughs> oh, buddy. Come on. Um, Throw yourself a bone. <laughs> Uh, basically the story says uh, that she was bored essentially one day and started uh, dancing and then um, someone who was a composer um, Joseph Neruba uh, just was like oh do that dance again like kind of like in a, a sitcom where it's like wait a minute say that say again because <laughs> <laughs> it's I heard you but I need you to say it one more time for this idea I'm forming to totally fall out and that's, kinda... that's how idea formation works yeah yeah it's sort of a shaking process. Um, so, uh, yeah, and, uh, this this young woman theoretically called Anna was dancing, and the tune was Strisek Nimra Kupul Simla, um, which she, and she called the dance uh, the Madeira. Let's see, what did I say? Oh, yeah, uh, that word, or that song title translates to Uncle Nimra brought a white horse. So, like, not a lot was happening in the 1800s, apparently. Yeah. Um and so uh yeah, so she did this dance and supposedly from there it then became uh brought out into dance halls because it was sort of like the waltz, but like a little faster. And so I guess it's just yeah. like good for those modern times. So it's a little bit faster, yeah. Um you know, the interesting thing about the waltz, so it's it sort of comes after the waltz and the genealogy of dances, but mm. Fun fact about the waltz, if you think of it as like a stuffy people dance that stuffy people do that's mm-hmm. stuffy. Yeah. Uh, it was considered for a while a dance uh, for like loose women. <laughs> Ooh, that box step! <laughs> it's not a box step. It's a, it's three. Uh, a waltz is a box step. Right? Is it a box step? Yeah, yeah. So, so you 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 kind of like step to uh, one corner the of the box, dark. and then you, all right, let's uh, move right past that. Step mm. to one corner of the box, and then uh, you use the final two steps to step to the diagonal corner. So now you've mm. hit two of the corners of the box, and then you use the following three steps to get back to the original corner. Oh. Yeah, so it's step, step, step together. Mm. I could never figure out the waltz. I've done a lot of dancing. Could never figure out the waltz. Is that right? Because that's like literally the only dance that I like feel like I've got any level at. Really? Yeah. Well. We're real uh, Jack Spratt and his wife, dance wise. (laughs) So the thing is, is that because there's so much spinning in waltzing, it's like makes the woman so dizzy that she's unable to resist the man's advances. (laughs) (laughs) Is the idea. And so Polka comes along and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, sure. They're uh, they're playing it up. They're all Polka's in the house. Um, I get it. I found this absolutely delightful slam on Polka from eight, from 1844. The Illustrated London News. OK. <clears throat> Imagine I'm a stuffy. Uh, editorial writer it is a waste of time to consider this nonsense the weathercock hands of the parisians have been delighted always by any innovation but they have never imported anything more ridiculous or more ungraceful than polka it is a hybrid confusion of the scotch lilt irish jig and bohemian waltz and needs only to be seen once to be avoided forever 
nothing is better than the weathercock hands. This is just a general descriptor. I guess the idea there is that it's just like it waves about, right? Or it's. I guess I don't know. The issue is that it's like. So it's. I think the the thing to me is like, yeah, cool remix culture. Things build on each other. Cool. Yeah, yeah right. that's what we do now. Um, that's that's a cool thing. And then this seems to be saying that that's a hybrids are a bad thing or. Yeah. Seems very imperialistic white people are the best. There there's an uncomfortable emphasis on purity there. Yeah. 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 Um I, I mean which which seems to sort of disregard the entire uh way art develops. Um, you know, like ideas build on ideas. Um and I think I think the like the uh idea of a critic who, you know, instead of just like coming with ideas and throwing stuff out there, a critic is often like um parsing art um you know i, I think criticism is a, a is a super valid and, and necessary a part of the sort of art cycle like we have to be able to say things about the art um mm-hmm. and that becomes part of the social social understanding um but you know there is always this kind of back and forth where the critics are like Mm-mm, we're people who put things into bins why are you trying to merge those together get out of yeah. here uh because i'm awful and th- this particular critic seems awful but um weathercock hands though pretty good of the parisian <laughs> absolutely um but yeah so this this one seems particularly awful but i think uh that just sort of represents the extreme of like what a critic is doing a lot of times is like you know trying to bin and parse something and so something new will always be a little challenging but like i bet you five years from then all the criticism around polka was like polka's cool <laughs> we like polka Um, and speaking of liking polka, why don't we listen to a little polka, and we'll be back in a moment, on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about the polka, that little dance that we do sometimes when we're feeling in a real 2-4 mood. Two, yeah? Four. Really? When was the last time you danced the polka? Um, Just dancing in my chair during that break count? Nope. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I'm not the polka police. <laughs> oh, yeah. I fear the polka police. Get them out of here. Um, Did you know uh-huh. that polka comes from, I believe, a Czech word? meaning half because in theory this the dance has a lot of like half turns and like half steps oh i i read that as it is like a faster waltz almost and so like you're doing like a half step to like you know yeah both true okay everything can be true um yeah that's i think that gets us towards like where i started to so i i my impression of polka going into this uh, episode was like, oh, yeah, polka. It's kind of goofy. <laughs> like, um, you know, if, if I have been like flipping through the radio stations in my car um, in the past and like found just polka playing and I'll be like, eh, this is weird. And I'll listen to it for mm, 10 seconds and I'll be like, all right, I want to listen to like actual music now. Um, right. But 
I, uh, I, I found in, um, watching some, uh, some of the videos and listening to some of the music, like, it is, it's pretty fun and catchy. Um, and so, uh, I don't know, I mean, what, what are your feelings on Polka? Were you, like, in that same rough camp, or, like, how did you, how did you perceive and how did you change? So, I can't help but wonder if maybe, like, this feeling that Polka is kind of, like, a fringe culture thing for us mm-hmm. is, like, 100% Weird Al's doing. Um, uh, maybe. Okay, so, so, go on. If there were no Weird Al, would we just associate polka music with, like, our grandparents? Well, I think, I don't know, I, I think those can both be true. Both and, they can both be true. Um, okay. I mean, because I think, so, polka's history in... So the polka's history in Europe is like, okay, it was this folk dance coming out of Eastern Europe. It eventually got like brought in to be like something in the the dance halls at the time where it was like scandalous because like, I don't know, the, the people from old times had no imagination. They had no idea the hard, hard drugs of dancing that we have now. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, oh, they uh, didn't know about EDM. They did not know about EDM. And that's yeah. on them. And Molly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so... um. So that's the history in Europe, but in uh, because it has that sort of folk tradition, like it comes from a place where it, this is dance music. You know, we did um, an episode on ska some years ago, eh, months ago, I don't know, some time ago. We did an episode on ska, and um, that had something similar going on, where it's like, oh no, this is music for dancing, and then it eventually became other things. Um, and I think polka sort of shares that, and, and a lot of popular music does is this idea that like, um, no, no, this is like for fun. And so it's like folk music in a sense. Uh, and so when people from Eastern Europe emigrated to the United States, it became part of a way for them to stay connected to their culture, um, which is one reason that polka is so popular in Chicago is because like, oh, there's a lot of people from uh, Eastern Europe uh, who emigrated to Chicago. Um, and so that makes it very much a, um, you know, another example of this is uh, Yiddish, right? Yiddish is like a... a german jewish language um and i think of yiddish as being something spoken by like old jewish grandmas right heck yeah um she was a shiksa is that a song or what's happening She's not good enough for my son that's shiksa right um yeah. all right I'll, I, sure yeah do you have any more there or? uh matzo ball soup <laughs> there it is um so, but I think, but that's only because it, it, it was a culture brought over by um, Jewish emigres um, and then eventually became like less of a thing. And so it became, polka is like a grandma's thing because it's like, yeah, this was a way to stay connected with the culture. And as generations pass, you feel less connected with your original Eastern European culture. So that leads us to Weird Al being like, what if, wouldn't it be funny if I took this grandma thing and made it into... Um, into like weird Al music, I guess, which is sort of its own genre. Um, so I don't know. I think, Novelty I think that's, music. yeah, there you go. So I think that's what's going on there. I mean, I, I, I think of it as like a fringe thing. What about like punk polka? Uh, what about it? I mean, I think that that's brought in as a novelty still. Um, you know, punk has an ethos of, uh, outsiderness and you know anti-establishment right and so does uh you know traditional music from another culture like in the united states that represents something from outside no right yeah Yeah, okay i guess well thanks for accepting my premise 
you know, it kind of, I would like lump it in with like flogging Molly and like Irish shanty punk music. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what you would call that. Um, Good question. I don't know. I always just think of that as Boston music, which is its own like (laughs) subgenre because it's, I don't know, sometimes it feels like uh, the Irish people in Boston are much more proud of their Irish heritage than any Irish person I've ever met. That's cool. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, Are you proud of your heritage? It's unclear what my heritage is. Uh, I was told... Oh, no, really? Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) Like, fundamentally know that. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I was told, uh, so so supposedly we were from Slovakia, uh, very close to the land where polka was invented. Um, and then uh, I was talking with my sister some months ago, and she was like, oh, hey, you know, I was looking at some of that genealogy stuff um, that our cousins did years ago, and it kind of looks like we're probably actually German, but like Germans who would like step over the border if there was a war on or something and that you didn't want to be involved in. Totally, yeah. Which I guess is like something I'm proud of. It's not like, oh, I don't want to get involved in this war. <laughs> I think a pacifist culture is a proud one to be from. Sure, yeah. I I like that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I think uh I think that's the general idea of like why it feels like an outsider thing because because like many things, we view it through the lens of a uh, United States um citizen. Um where it's like, what did this mean to people in the United States in the 20th century? Which is different okay, than what it means elsewhere. So what's insider music? What is insider music? Yeah. Mm, Elvis? Oh, but like, I don't know. When Elvis first showed up on the scene, he was like, oh, he moves his hips, his hips too much. Mm-hmm. Just like you someone know? twirling a lot in polka. Yeah, I think this is what, I mean, art is like, influential art is disruptive by nature. Mm-hmm. Much like technology. Sure. Like influential technology. Yeah. So, but like, is polka influential? I would say, yeah, 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 I can see it. Um, okay, so here's what I see with polka. Um, so it's a 2-4 beat, and it has a lot of emphasis on um, an upbeat. So it, that's what that's saying is like, it's, it's sort of jumpy. It's kind of quick. Um, like that's how you might want to dance to that. Um, and so it seems like while the waltz is like, when I listen to the waltz, and of course I'm coming from my 21st century perspective where I'm like, yeah, the waltz is old hat. So is polka. Burn everything. Um, just do everything in a basement somewhere with a bunch of Molly. Um, yeah, that sounds like you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is my yeah. general deal. Um, but, you know, the waltz feels to me like it has, you know, it's dun 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 dun. And that's like a little like there's something happening, but it is very like peaceful. Like I almost feel like a waltz is like, you know, uh, for drifting in your canoe on a lake. Um, but um, the polka starts to get closer and closer to uh, something where it's like, I don't know, I can see actually like dancing to this. It has a lot in common with the two things that that stick out to me are like. Well, three. Okay. There's three things. One, feels a bit like a waltz in that it's got like a lot of the same instrumentation. Um, and uh, I guess I'm just, I just have associations with uh, that time period. Like it's pre 20th century. Um, it feels a lot like some of the marches of John Philip Sousa, um, which were often in 2-4. Um, 
which means that like you know instead of a four four count which is like you know you're one two three four one two three four everything kind of repeats a lot faster so it's just one two one two one two and it just keeps you moving um and uh the other thing about john philip Sousa is a lot of brass and kind of has these little up up kicks um because in marching that like teaches uh that marks off for the marchers when they uh should kind of have their heels kicking up um because you step on every downbeat and your heel kind of kicks up on the upbeat um so it's helpful there and in polka that kind of creates an, an extra thing to dance to um and then the final thing i would say it has some similarities with is uh like swing music which was you know much later um you know 50 60 years later swing music kind of started to become a thing um but while polka doesn't swing at all because it's it's timing is much more rigid like it's a march um it does kind of have this like you know uh different instruments come to the fore and back and the rhythm is really important and um the polka dancing that i've seen is very reminiscent of other uh sort of fast couples dancing um it doesn't feel exceedingly formal uh like a waltz does or you know any of the sort of more formal dances but it mm -hmm. uh it also um yeah, it, it, even though it doesn't quite swing, it, it definitely has like a we're here to have fun kind of vibe, which I don't get off the more formal dances. So you would say it's an important link in the genealogy? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what I'm trying to say is that like this is this is a part of our dancing heritage and it, it uh, has brought us forward. Um, I, I'm glad we're not doing the minuet anymore. Uh, you know, me too. I think that's something we can all agree on. All right. Well, let's uh, just sit around and agree on that for a little bit, and we'll be back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. like a video brunch talking about polka Catherine, would you do the polka i've done the polka oh when was when did you do the polka i took a dance class that's right like dances around the world <laughs> oh you must have been so tired oh it was so tiring i think my favorite one was afro dancing right um i think so i think you told this story on uh our ska episode as okay. You you said that you uh, ended up you were looking for a way to do an authentic polka dance, and the only place you could find to do it was at a uh, um, retirement home. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I don't know. I mean, did you did you enjoy it? Was it like fun in any way beyond like anthropology? Oh, it was super fun. It was really fun. I mean. <laughs> Like the seniors were really excited to like hang out with us first of all, so they were like really stoked on us. Um and like it was just like it was easy and it felt very it felt I mean maybe part of it cuz like you're in this retirement center where like these people know each other um quite well mm -hmm. and they've been, like do this dance every week, but it felt very community oriented. 
Um, like it felt like, okay, you are dancing in like pairs. Yes. It's like a two person dance, but then there's also like how the, the way that the couples move around each other was also a big part of it. Um, kind of in the way that you have like court dancing. Oh, that's interesting. You see like in, in court, like Parisian courts or whatever. Oh, the weathercock Parisians. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> like that was also an important part of it. Um, and I think that's really cool. Like it makes it harder to kind of just go with the flow like you screw up everybody if you screw up dancing then that, i mean does that have something in common with like square dancing where it's like the formation is also part of it yeah yeah um that's cool i mean it it, it does make it hard you know what, what little uh ballroom style dancing i've done um there is a lot of like okay so focus on your dance but also there's a bigger dance going on which is like how everyone is moving around the room because you don't want to bump into other people um which i like because yeah that's like it's cool it adds a deeper community aspect to it but it also makes it real hard and less accessible um which i think is one of the things i find confusing and i'm sure a lot of people find confusing about the like traditional dances like saying that polka was like a fun folk dance that like critics hated because it was too wild um seems very counterintuitive from our perspective because like you have to practice a lot to be good at it and like I don't know, you go to the go to the club today and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Like if you want like to draw attention to yourself, you have to practice and be good. But for the most part, you can just sort of sit there and like bounce on your knees, right? Yeah, just kind of bob. I think that there's a difference here uh, in kind of the community structure that you expect. Hmm. Like um, if you go to the club, like do you expect to know more than three or four or five people at the club? Definitely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> like a big aspect of going to the club is like, oh, maybe you, you'll meet somebody. <laughs> Except you won't because it's way too loud. It's horrible. <laughs> it's so loud. How do you? I don't get it. <laughs> I, no, I don't understand how cool people be cool. Uh, but that's a whole other episode <laughs> on coolness. <laughs> um, and but like if you are dancing the polka at like the the like town center right you know everybody if you screw up the polka then it's like oh that's that's tim from the blacksmith like it's like i i just got some shoes from him today like that's fine that he screwed things up right like i think that there's some more built-in compassion there to like the mess up and like you all do just kind of get together with the same people over and over and over again. And so you build these repertoires of not only how to talk to each other and how to interact with each other, but I think it's beautiful that you see that mirrored in dancing. Yeah, you're right. I like that. So, so what we're saying is that like this version of, ooh, remember, do you remember when we did classical music? Uh, Heck yeah, I do, bro. And, and we argued about what the difference between folk, classical and pop was. Um I think you argued with yourself about that. Sure, and I did a great job. I'm pretty job. sure I sat that one out, yeah. <laughs> um, point being, um, I think maybe, you know, I mean, because, like, you're dancing to pop music, right, in in the club, um, one way or another. I mean, maybe 50 it's... 50 cents in the club, even. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, this is not what, you know, we call polka music folk music. And I think to some extent, that's because, it, you know, it has cultural connections to a different country here in the united states but i think also it may have to do with yeah exactly what you're talking about which is that like oh yeah we all get together as a community and do this thing instead of like oh yeah we all go and just sort of like you know i don't know anyone but i'm there's the song we all know like other people you don't know may know this song um 
I think even our definition of what community means has changed drastically in the past hundred years. Like if I say the word, like if I say, oh, I feel a part of a community, like mm. I don't expect to know even half the people in the group of people I'm talking about. Yeah, that's interesting. Like I'm saying I feel like I'm part of a nebulous group of people who I don't know most of, but I feel comfortable moving with. Right. Like and, we all understand the same set of rules, even if we haven't all met. Yeah. And well, OK, I was going to say, and you probably know you probably know someone who knows everyone. Right. Like, yeah, it's all we're all friends of friends. Yeah. Um, but I, I also like your rules definition. Like, oh, no, no, we all understand the same rules. Um, maybe it needs to be both. I don't know. Um, but I, I would imagine at polka times, like, yeah, you probably knew most of the people, maybe friends of friends. I don't know. I, I imagine I bet a hey, friends of friends probably community. No, pretty much everybody. It's like, see, it's like, what if your senior year of high school where you just, you kind of know a, like a couple facts about everybody in your class at that point. Mm. If you went to a small enough high school, a right. lot of people went to like giant high schools where they didn't know everybody, but like. Like 150, maybe 200 people within four years, you kind of know a couple facts about everybody. Within 10 years, you kind of know everybody. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. I never thought about how the way that affects our... our I mean, dancing is interesting because it's both art and pastime um, that we do. But yeah, it, it kind of affects both, really. Is that like the things you actually do to, for entertainment get affected because you're like, eh, I know everybody, let's just do something else. I don't know. Or you get really freaking good at something like polka. Um, as a group. As a group. As like, this town is good at polka, which I really like. <laughs> we know the heck out of this dance. <laughs> which is like something that would never come to me because like, I just feel like, eh, I'm not going to put a bunch of time and be, be a polka person because I have all these other <laughs> things I'm doing. Um, you don't know everybody in the community. And like, can you can you even think of how difficult it would be to get the same group of people together for like years, years right. and years and years? Like, it's hard enough to maintain an ultimate Frisbee team. Yeah, it, it really is. Um and uh you know when i when we think about communities i thought of like you know i know a lot of the people who play ultimate frisbee in in the bay area but i don't know a lot of the people like i moved into a place and i realized the guy next door to me is like someone everyone knows in frisbee and i don't know him like that's like some of the confusion that can arise when uh you're not just in a small town all playing ultimate frisbee yeah um, yeah i mean i don't know i would like to get good at polka because like so you found a clip of um what was the show it was on the lawrence welk show so on the lawrence welk show uh, there's a clip of uh, the pennsylvania polka used in uh, the very last interstitial we played um and the dance is so great and i love it so much because it's like it it's it's like a partner dancing that like i said is like faster and more interesting than um than like a waltz or something like that like it's showy it's legitimately really showy um what these people do but at the same time it's not all about just like swinging the hips and like you know doing like tangos and like i don't know whatever it's, it's like showy without being an individual showcase like it's not an individual thing uh that's interesting. i mean i don't know in that lawrence well clip um it'll be in the show notes uh if i didn't say that already um there are show, like show, show. one partner uh one, one set of two people who do like a particular feature and it's really cool so i don't know i mean yeah. then it's a set you're talking about sets that's true yeah fair mm -hmm. fair I, I i do wonder if there's a little bit of my own bias coming in where i'm like yeah but these are like clean-cut nerds who are doing the polka so like 
it doesn't feel like at all well, edgy book to me. Show is actually quite mainstream. Okay, well, clean cut nerds can be mainstream. Maybe, maybe. All right. Um, well, I guess maybe clean cut dorks is what I meant, not nerds. Yeah, definitely dorks. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I didn't want mean to confuse things. <laughs> um. So yeah, so I don't know. I I like it. I like I could see want like I think it'd be so much fun to be good at that, but I don't know if I want to put the time in and like because I don't have those community reinforcements. The people who are <laughs> very few people do anymore, right? And you know, one of the last things that could have maybe kept people together to, to polka every week is like uh, connections to the old country, you know, or your mother's connections to the old country, or your grandfather's connections. Um, yeah. But that fades with every generation. So I don't know. I wonder. I wonder what's gonna. You know- I think we're forming this in new ways. Like people will say like, oh yeah, I've been a part of the same Facebook group for like 10 years. Oh, weird. Yeah. Like they'll say, oh yeah, some, some people I used to work with, we started this Facebook group about like, we're all watching the same TV show. And then that TV show ended and then we started watching another TV show. And so you end up being in the same Facebook group for a really long time. And I think podcast fan base have that same sort of like, oh, we all understand the same like whatchamacallit some of us go to a live show and we know when to do what things or like what the inside references are right um so i think we have these little fan bases and like i think we see these communities popping up in the form of subcultures that's true that's very interesting um huh but no grouped choreographed dances right which is like my problem is that these these subcultures are not making fun dancing products when they well, do you that, you gotta go to right. one of those like thriller dance learn offs. <laughs> learn offs. It's a competition. It's a learn off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what if we make a podcast off? Uh, let's you and me make a podcast about polka dancing. And then we'll, over many years, build together a fan base who's really into it. And then we'll have a meetup 15 years in and be like, so do you, do you know how to actually dance? Oh, I'm sorry. Was this an was that an audio only medium? Oh, we did not think this through. Oh, well, boy. that's 15 years down the drain. Uh, what are you gonna do? Well, such is life. Let's continue pouring. What is this? The fifth year of uh, Encyclopedia Brunch down the drain. Happy anniversary! <laughs> Happy everybody. anniversary! Get excited! Uh, come up with some fandom. Come up with some <laughs> fandom. <laughs> Let's just go. All right. It's Kathy Cogan over there. Tim Dobbs over here. Bye. For another five years. Bye.